Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast after a week's hiatus. Took Thanksgiving off. Still gave you hot tweets, hot X's on the social media at Return to Play Pods. I believe we're 70 something, 50 something, and four. We're, we're like 20 picks ahead of, ahead of schedule uh, still throughout the season here. And unfortunately, ooh, <clears throat> excuse me. Unfortunately, it's uh, the end of college football season, which is pretty tragic. It's almost Christmas time, bowl season. I always love bowl season, but bittersweet, bittersweet bowl season. We're we're in the thick of it. We're in we're in championship football right now. So the best football is ahead of us, and the NFL is usually this is when the games start getting good. Even though the league's kind of been down the whole year, uh, as far as I'd say, games go and, and big time games go. There hasn't been as many like you know big time four thirty games and Sunday night games. It feels like uh, this season, but. I think we're in for a good a good uh, run here now that we can flex some games. They already flexed uh, Monday Night Football in a couple weeks, and then they moved the Steelers and Colts to 4:30 on Saturday, the 16th. So that'll be, um, you know, hopefully we can get the dub there, so I can have a nice, relaxing Saturday evening and Sunday. But we shall see. That's a that's a future us problem. Right now, we are. Still not scoring touchdowns, but we did break 400 yards for the first time in like three years without that bald bum. And we can move on from him. We don't have to to bitch about him anymore. We can just bitch about Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, no, no, all the excuses are out the door. Um, Offense still, I mean, they moved the ball better and actually possessed the ball. It's a beautiful sign, but still uh, couldn't score. 16 points, not good enough. Not going to be good enough against uh, playoff teams for sure. So, oh, it's God no. And not not really going to have a test though. Let you know they're getting two 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 win teams back to back at home here. So, could be facing nine and four going down that that end of the season stretch there. So, it'll be we, a couple of weeks really before the offense is really even tested. But our our defense could get us to 12 wins which would be an absolutely incredible feat and everyone is which needs to happen everyone is only talking about about the browns defense really it seems on the national scale and so you know yeah leave our leave our defense out your mouth cuz as soon as you start talking about the steelers that's when we take a big fat dump i saw a uh, tweet between tj highsmith minka and cam you know, basically the four ringers of the defense. They've only played it was just one or two, one or two series series together this entire season. So Minka Fitzpatrick back at practice. Good segue into that. I don't think we had him written down. Focus more on the offensive players for your fantasy takes. But uh yeah, Minka back, which is immense for Pittsburgh. Huge, huge news. Glad to have you back, Mink. Yeah. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. We still don't have an answer at middle linebacker, but uh, we are filling in pretty nicely. You know, it's okay, I guess, if there's only one position group on the defense that is questionable if we have one weak spot. But uh, 
overall defense, we're we're a defensive team, just like Penn State. Penn State and Steelers are pretty much the same exact team this year, and they both fired their offensive coordinators within like a week or two of each other. So we'll see how Penn State plays against probably Missouri in the Peach Bowl or something. We should have I don't know how many of our offensive linemen are going to play uh, in that bowl game since they're all seniors. So maybe Drew Aller might be under attack and then we won't score any points because we already don't score a whole lot of points. and don't have anybody to throw the ball to except our tight ends. But we never throw to the tight end. That's uh, our teams in a nutshell. Let's move on to. Well, I will. I'll also just give a little brief recap of my time in Deutschland with Sir Lancelot and it was fun it was a good good trip I'm glad I went quick three days we our hotel was literally right next to the central train station in Munich so it was uh easy to get around very easy to get around and a couple a couple things are different in their culture one uh everyone there still smokes cigarettes like everybody and no one knows what a Zen is or a nicotine pouch. That was interesting. Two, uh, you only tip five to ten percent over there. The the waitresses, waitress, waiters don't rely on tips, and they were very very pleased with us when we tipped, you know, twenty or thirty percent uh, when we did, which we didn't do often. But uh, that that was two. And then also with that, uh, they go over your check with you at the end of the meal, which I like. They they make sure. They're right there in front of you to make sure everything was billed correctly. Uh, I wish we did that in this country, but we don't. And also, very easy to get around on the train. The train was free. is free. It's free for citizens. So, like you know, it's or uh, very very cheap. So you know, public transportation way better. And everything was like twenty thirty percent cheaper. So if you pay, if you have a Visa card. Visas worldwide, so you know Visa only charged us the euro price. They didn't charge us the conversion rate for U.S. dollars. So we were buying, we were getting a liter of beer for ten bucks, and we were getting shots of vodka for three dollars and fifty cents. And um, every bar that we went to, we in which we were drinking vodka, the bartender said that uh, they've not had anyone else order as much vodka as us. <laughs> which was which was like my job here is done. I outdrank the Germans because they don't drink liquor over there. They they just drink beer and and the liquor is kind of a. I I saw almost nobody else with a liquor drink at any of the bars over there. It was quite interesting, but we were all over it. Where I was, we're like, how much for this vodka? Uh, yeah, we'll keep drinking vodka, and uh, it was fun. We had a good time. The concentration camp was unsettling um very fucked up also kind of fucked up to think uh the, the jews are kind of doing the same thing right now with the propaganda and the uh genocide and the all of that so uh kind of kind of makes you think i don't know it is a very interesting place to be though and if you ever have the opportunity i had a very very lucky opportunity to go for a very very cheap price almost free shout out lance and um, I very much recommend going to Europe. I had a blast. Oh, uh, the the Steelers store. I was going to say we went. To, we found a you know Australian bar with Sunday ticket. 
and um you know it was it was all the seats were taken but there was nobody like standing only room or anything like that but uh it was a pretty good crowd in there and we're there were a couple other Steelers hats in there but Lance and I were totally decked out uh with our towels and and jerseys and hats and all that and um the one, this was the Browns game and so the one touchdown we fucking scored Jalen Warren busted that 50 yard run you know we we go crazy and start waving our 20, towels 25 yarder oh yeah shit uh you know, we start waving our towels around and the, the whole bar went nuts there. And one guy's like, it was like, it happened. And then one guy's like, the terrible towel. And everyone just started like cheering like it was so novel to them. And uh, but then we didn't really get to wave it um, the rest of the entire game because <laughs> that game sucked. It was one of the worst displays of football I've ever had to sit through for three hours. It on, was a big 10 game. Sides. It was Illinois versus Indiana. That was a that was like a forty-two to forty-five shootout this year. But but I get your point. <laughs> yeah, bad example, but yes, you. <laughs> you was, it was the Iowa and everybody game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and then last week was Thanksgiving. Don't need to talk about that. Whatever got murdered on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I had lines, money line, and like everything, and that was stupid. I didn't look at the moon. I saw the moon tweet, and I don't know why I faded the moon. Uh, they were like, oh, they're 0-12 when there's a waning gibbous moon. And yeah, that was just, I felt very stupid after that. Um, whatever. It happens. You can't beat the celestial bodies. Was it a waning or a waxing gibbous? I, don't, I thought it was waxing for some reason. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's what. Yeah, waxing because it's it's a it was going to be a full moon. It, like, For is future a full reference, moon. do not bet the lions when there's a waxing gibbous on Thanksgiving. Just don't fucking do it, listeners. Agreed. I learned that the, the very 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 hard way. Uh, let's go. Oh, tonight's or oh, this was two days ago. It was a full moon. It was called the full beaver moon. Two nights ago. Love, the beaver moon. Love me a good beaver. Beaver, yeah. I like the beaver moon. Well, let's get, get into, into the news. Buzzworthy yeah. news here. We got Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have activated his practice window. Shiesta. 79 days after the injury, which is absolutely insane. Obviously, you know, they they have way too much money tied up into this. The, 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 you know, it's not like a fluke. They're not doing this for publicity, I don't think. I don't, it's, it defies all science that I know, even, you know, with the state of the art work that I'm sure he's getting. This is insane. If he, if he really comes back, it'll be freaking crazy. I will say, you know, it is, you know, modern rehabilitation. You're looking, you know, four to six months, maybe for an Achilles. I think, uh, Cam Akers, when he had that preseason to playoffs return was around like four months, almost five months. Uh, so, you know, maybe you could say Rogers, okay, around four months, but we're still like not even to three full months, which is crazy. But, you know, Rogers doesn't have to plant and cut and, you know, push off of that leg like Cam Akers did. There's no way still, he's playing. Still to beat him by a full month would just be insane. Doesn't make any sense. It defies any science that I know, anything that I've personally seen in my career. Insane. It's an insane and impressive feat for just how far 
he's come back to this point this quickly, but for him to play in an NFL football game is asinine, dangerous, kind of a slap in the face to his team, the Jets, because you're now now if he gets hurt again, if he does play, now he's he's probably compromised for next year. And then, you know, if you get hurt again, I don't know how he comes back and plays like a full a full season ever again. Uh, they're the ones clearing him to return as well. So, like, you know, if that was – if that was, you know, a real concern, I yeah, don't know that they'd be willing I, to – I don't know. It's a crazy situation all around. Almost crazier than beating a pregnant bitch. <laughs> yeah, we'll get right to – Right, the Sir Vaughn. Well, I shouldn't say Sir. He's not a Sir at all. He is a uh, well. It's alleged still, but he's had a questionable past as well. So Vaughn Miller hit uh, allegedly assaulted a, a pregnant woman. Uh, I believe it's his pregnant. Uh, he's responsible for the pregnancy, and uh, definitely for a fact there was a verbal argument, and then reportedly an assault. But she wasn't like. She didn't have to go to the hospital to be treated for anything. So I don't know. It could, an assault could have just been like, he, he, you know, gave her a shove or like, you know, just pushed her away from him if she was like, you know, acting up on him. So we don't know what happened and we probably never will exactly know because it was in a private room with no, you know, footage. So. It is what it is. I don't think Von Miller's going to play. He's definitely not playing anymore this year. He's He's probably probably never playing for the Bills again. Probably never playing again just because he's old and slow anyway. I will say, yeah, yeah, it's been a season of absolute turmoil and heartbreak for the Bills, and this is just another kick in the balls. But but long-term, in the scheme of things, this is probably very good for the Bills from the standpoint that uh, so he did turn himself in today, I saw, and, uh, you know, I don't know, he was booked probably and let out or whatever, but uh, so if he is, like, you know, arrested and convicted, I'm sure that they, remember, they gave him that massive contract, which was, like, weird for how old he is, um, which probably, you know, they'll probably, they'll be able to get out of, I'm sure now, so, you know, from a financial standpoint for the Bills, this is, probably actually a blessing in disguise so at least they got that going for him though you know they'll get out of that yeah they the browns they need need deshaun watson to go punch a pregnant bitch (laughs) jizz on the masseuse real quick uh uh yeah speaking of the browns dtr the last the last hope i guess well now now they get big joe in there flaccid season (laughs) and we'll see how so yeah, jo- Joe's making his rounds again. I I don't know how. I don't know how he's still in football shape. Uh, who knows if he actually is or not, but we're, I guess we're going to find out Sunday because DTR is still in concussion protocol, and I believe they have activated Joe Flacco off of the, off of the practice squad. But uh, it should, that should be a very interesting dynamic there. I I guess Joe Flacco's probably honestly a better, you know, for the for the Browns situation where the defense is is much like the Steelers, the defense is in control of the game, and and Joe Flacco can definitely manage the game for them 
and make way better decisions than DTR. So I think this is actually a slight bump for the Browns. But if Joe Flacco gets knocked around a bit, then and and they're already lost some linemen. Probably not. Probably Joe Flacco is going to end up on the injury report real quick here too. We'll be talking about him next week. I agree. He's definitely got to be a bump up from DTR. It was you know not looking good, which is embarrassing that Pittsburgh lost to him with that with the stat line that he had, which was abysmal. Him and Kenny had a had a shit off. Uh, that was two terrible displays of quarterbacking. Um, but yeah, boost for the Browns. Their, their offense from a fantasy standpoint is really tough to predict. Um, probably going to be in a lot of those very very low scoring games for the remainder of the season. Yeah, and then to switch over to Derek Carr, he's kind of been a coin flip the last month. I'm looking at ESPN's injury report. He's not on there at all, which does not make sense to me. He's definitely at least partially injured. So I guess just because he's had, if he's practicing in full, then I guess that means he is, you know, doesn't need to be on the injury report. But this brings up the conversation of of a much greater point which stems from Dave Portnoy wanting to sue the NFL over that Bengals Thursday night game two weeks ago and another example of Trevor Lawrence having a a banged up knee which had gone unreported you know now that there is legal betting which the United States is about to break the record for the, the most money bet in a single year at over a hundred billion dollars, which is insane because there's only like 10 legal states still. And uh, we, we, that goes to show America. We, when we do something, you know, especially if it's something you shouldn't be doing, uh, we'll do it to the fullest extent. And so now that there is all there, there is all of that money on the line. The NFL really needs to, change and improve this injury report system it is very vague the teams do not have to be exact with anything and they clearly don't even have to report everything without being penalized so uh, this is an ongoing problem we will see if it is addressed in the offseason it probably won't be and they'll address five other things that absolutely did not need changed or looked at but here we go we'll see what happens we'll keep that story updated on this podcast of course and on x because that is obviously right up our wheelhouse i don't have an opinion on it yet other than other than what i said that it does need improved uh there's it's just it's too hard to tell you know what truths are being told and what and what's being hidden uh god knows how much is gone untold and hidden that never has come out because the guy had made it through the entire game. This was just an example with Joe Burrow's wrist where, you know, he landed on it or, or got hit on it and boom out for the, out for the season. And this had been going on for a week or two prior unreported. So, you know, pretty much everyone who had bet on that on the Bengals Thursday night, maybe they wouldn't have bet on them if they knew that Joe Burrow. Oh, it's a mess, and it's all it's it's it just kind of goes to show you it, it really is. It's not fully rigged, but it is definitely there's definitely a lot of inside information and a lot of questionable refing going on as well. Those are kind of the two things that the league can manipulate 
and the insiders can kind of manipulate to get ahead of the books. I, I we will digress from that and get back to, to get back to Derek Carr, um, which I still haven't seen much on him in the news. We, 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 I don't, yeah, we can move on from Derek Carr. I don't, I don't think it. What's wrong? Did did he get hurt or something? I don't remember him being hurt this week. I think he was just bad. That, he was that bad. That I didn't watch the Saints game. I, I thought he got hurt again. Hang That's on. why I they had to put in. But no, he's not. He's not oh, on the yeah, injury nothing. report. I'm searching his news. Yeah, I guess he's just really bad at football. <laughs> Derek Carr, not that good at football. And he should just be. He should just say he's injured. I mean, he got like concussed the week before or something, right? Was he just residual on here? We don't need to well, talk about Derek Carr anymore. He threw that pick six. He played the whole game. He's all right. Derek Carr I mean, is no. in the lineup. He's just bad. No. You know what this is? This is that fucking AC joint sprain we talked about a month ago. <laughs> it's residual oh. residual Derek Carr. Yeah. It, but look what I said. Look what we said. We said you shouldn't bring him back this soon. He's cut. He's. You, the, you brought him back literally one full week of rest after an AC sprain, which needs about four weeks to heal. He's he's getting he's getting Baker Mayfield fielded. He's got a bum throwing shoulder, and they're just brushing it under the rug, and they're just like, no, he's just he just sucks. Uh, instead of going with Jameis Winston, this is the real crime going on that Jameis Winston Jameis hasn't been gifted to us this year, other than. A, a quarter or something like we that. We have been so. we have been severely deprived of Jameis Winston content these past couple of years. Need a beer. There Let's get go. into some running backs. Packers are Packers are banged up. Tell me about the Packers running backs. Aaron Jones did not practice again with his hamstring that he pulled in I believe September. It felt like September early on. He had that long run. He pulled his hamstring on. Hasn't been quite right ever since. This you know, is, he, this is MCL now, though. So, but, but which problem? Which yeah, probably definitely equivalent or stemmed from the hamstring pull. Correlated, but, and that was the word yes. I needed. There you go. I like that. Uh, and so doubtful to play, and then. Also, A.J. Dillon limited at practice. He's kind of been limited at practice all year. I would assume A.J. Dillon is going to play this this week. Um, yeah, they, they do need a healthy Aaron Jones to kind of keep their dynamic going here. They're playing good ball right now, though, um, in spite of that. So we'll see how they fare. They have a tough matchup um, this week. And Chiefs, Chiefs at home. Yeah, name, to, so. name to keep an eye on here. I, something that I just will still not never understand to this day. James Robinson, they just signed him. They've cut and re-signed him like five times this year, it feels like. But they just re-signed him again, obviously, with the with – the, there's another CD. Ooh, down at the one. CD Lamb going off. Uh, yeah, so I don't understand how James Robinson's not on a roster or getting playing time somewhere. I mean, that dude was too good and too productive in his limited time. Baffles me. Been cut by like 10 different teams at this point. Get James Robinson on the field somewhere. Maybe maybe he might have a a chance to at least prove something this week. Yeah, that would <laughs> that would make sense. 
for them. And let's go on to Jonathan Taylor, right thumb surgery today and doubtful to play this week, probably doubtful to play for a couple of weeks. You kind of need that thumb. You can't, you can't, if you're going to bandage or wrap the thumb up from that, it would have to kind of be such a thick uh, wrap, almost a club to keep that thumb in place that he wouldn't be able to then grip the ball. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to even be back in, in four weeks. It would kind of be the the time that that would need to properly heal all the way and get his full strength back. But I could see him being back for the Steelers game in two weeks. But we'll see. That will keep a tab on him. The team timeline was two weeks, hopefully. But, yeah, I, I agree. It might might be a little bit longer, um, which, you know, yeah, Zach Moss probably going to be a uh, key component of a lot of playoff successful fantasy teams here. Yes. Told, told you guys not to drop him. Yeah, and we told you not to take Jonathan Taylor this year. He's had maybe one good game, I think, so far this year. And that was, yeah, a waste of a third to fifth rounder on on him. So we'll get into a couple wide receivers, just a couple. Tank Dell, the highlight guy for Houston, limited with a groin in practice. He is questionable to play. I think he would probably be uh, in the game here uh, Sunday, but uh, he is he is a true questionable. I could see him being held out uh, possibly this week if that groin, if he's not at full speed. The smart thing to do would be to let him take a week off and, and get that thing right, but uh, we'll keep a tab on that as well. If he's not playing, I would definitely say um, the the other pass catchers for Houston would be a great DFS play, or if you might have one on the bench, their their target shares would be, you know, definitely bumped. And then we have Justin Jefferson uh, back off of IR officially. And so, you know, who knows if he'll play this week or not, but he is back and the Vikings definitely need him to, possibly save their season but i don't know if it's going to matter because josh jobs went you know full swing back into josh jobs mode josh jobs this season has clearly proven that he is an excellent backup quarterback that can get you a couple wins um mid-season if you're if your starter gets goes down and so you know that i think is going to be his role going forward here in the nfl but good for him for even carving out that role he went from practice squad guy to you know starter and having some some really cool moments in the league and then you know now he's probably going to settle into a backup role here which i think is is was is his appropriate um you know role my analysis of him from the get-go when he was on the Steelers. I said he, he'll make an okay – he'll make a good backup. Agree. Nothing nothing significant for me to add. We got Miles Garrett, uh, flicking reports. Shoulder injury was clearly, you know, bothered, hampered by it for the latter part of the game. MRI showed no damage. They said he's good. And then later they were like, oh, well, it did show damage, but he's going to play. So who knows what's going on with Miles? Who knows? Tough for the Browns. Rough, rough year for the Browns in their, uh, you know, their last year of not being in an absolute salary cap mess. This is kind of their window. So, tis tis the Browns. 
Agreed. Let's move on to draw of the week. Couldn't tell you what we did two weeks ago. <laughs> draw of the week is kind of, you know, next season we're going to, and we should just, we should keep Xing out uh, <laughs> draws of the week once football season wraps up and soccer keeps going. And especially uh, the Champions League's tough during the week where I, you know, working all week, games are on while I'm at work. Hard to, hard to follow uh, European soccer as much. I will say when we were in Germany and they were on international break Saturday night, you know, they, we went to the bar, they had college football on. It was great. And then they, they turned, they turned all the college football off to put on all the international games. Obviously Germany was in a friendly there and, uh, we did we did crush the over in that game, but man, Germany lost to Turkey in a friendly. They looked like shit, and they looked like Shaisa. and <laughs> and then uh, nine, yeah, and then France tough, won tough like ten nothing. Yeah, uh, definitely they they're in a. I don't know. They're not. They're definitely not gonna look as of right now. They're not gonna make any noise in the World Cup if they even make the World Cup. No, they'll make the World Cup, but the the Euros is what they're yeah coming yeah. up next summer, and they're not yeah. Who knows? They might uh, might get bounced early the way they've been playing. Pick some games here. Let's pick. Let's pick a couple winners. I'm g- well. Do you have one? I got one. Yeah, English Premier League action. We got Fulham and Nottingham Forest. It's a plus two thirty draw. Got American ties on both sides, so can't really can't really. Pick one and hope the other loses. So why not settle for a draw? Uh, one, those one, two one teams draw. are not playing each other. Wait, what? Nottingham <laughs> Forest is playing Everton. Fuck! Did I look a week ahead? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Which I like that. Notting- Nottingham Forest and Everton. That's a plus two twenty draw. How did I do that? <laughs> yeah, they play. They play on. Uh, well, no, no, we can still. No, we're good because that's a. Uh, <laughs> they play they each this is the Wednesday game next week so it'll still be uh this game will have been played prior to the next podcast so I can still use it we're good we got right, midweek, well, we got midweek action next week so we're cool well my draw of the week is going to be Everton at Nottingham Forest this Saturday <laughs> there you go That's plus 220 draw so a double double up Nottingham Forest is going to have two draws in a row here uh, get two points on the board in this this week. Two points in four days. Two points, one cup. Sounds <laughs> good. Hammer those draws, baby. Let's get into the greasy gambling. I do. So I I tallied up. I think you added in. I already had the college picks from Saturday. The, the X picks added in. So I think you added in those again. But it looks like we're with the, with your Monday night Twitter pick. We're sixty-seven, fifty, and seven right now. Like the sound of that. And then on our podcast picks, we are. I am twenty fourteen and two, seven four and one on the locks. Danny eighteen sixteen and two, six four and two on the locks. We are both in the black going into week thirteen. I mean, come on, people. You want to make some money? You want to make some motherfucking money, bitch? <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Give us kisses. Last week was very kind to me. 
three and oh five you went you cry you went perfect yeah three and oh on the pod picks that we put out which we'll keep we'll continue to tweet out the pod picks i'll, I'll tweet those out tonight probably um and then you know also we have our additional x picks where we've been crushing it all season but i'm back above 500 i was also perfect on my my portion of the X picks is good. It was a good week for me. So I am due for some red this week. So you might want to fade me, but fuck it. I'll get into my picks. Uh, college football, regular season over. Very depressing for me. You know, I love those college picks. I do got a couple championship weeks. Uh, really like Boise State minus two and a half. They're hot, hot since firing their coach. Uh, voiced my, uh, disdain for him and how the team had performed these past couple years big boise guy i love boise boise resurgence it's time they're in the mountain west championship against a unlv who's had a very good season but definitely is not as talented as boise i like boise minus two and a half i'm locking that in they're gonna they're gonna finish strong i also like florida state i think uh even without jordan travis i was more uh more expected them to lose last week in a hostile environment uh, against the you know rivalry game against the against the Gators in the swamp down there, uh, pulled out the dub. I think even without you know the QB, Florida State's the more talented team than Louisville. I think last week's loss is kind of will kind of be a little deflating for Louisville. So I like Florida State. Uh, sharp money is not on Florida State though. So Steve will give you the info on that. And another one disrespectful Eagles plus three dog at home. They've been hot. They've been uh, taking it to some of the some of the big dogs in the league past couple weeks. Uh, so I just you know I, I I like the Eagles to to pull out. I, I like them probably outright at home versus the Niners, but Eagles being a home dog was disrespectful. So I'm Eagles plus three. That's a tough game. Should be an excellent game. Speaking of you know games getting good here, that's going to be uh be locked onto that game as I'm. Probably meal prepping for the week and excited for that one. I kind of like the 49ers. I think the Eagles have been winning some with some luck. And they, I mean, they are, they're our championship team. That's what championship teams do. They find a way to win, uh, but that doesn't count for the Steelers and <laughs> the Eagles, though. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think their luck might run out against an excellent, uh, 49ers team but that's a stay away for me at this point of the week there is um the the money's kind of split there's no there's no true sharp or x there's not a sharp enough side on that game for me to get excited over and you're, you're done with your picks right yeah that was all three all right i have three college picks on the board this week championship saturday and we are going to start with the first game tomorrow, Friday night, 7 p.m. It's Liberty and New Mexico State. Uh, what what conference is that? CUSA. CUSA. I just, just saw it. And I have New Mexico State plus 11 and a half. That's too many points for a championship game where both teams, New Mexico State's been playing really good football here lately. And... I, I, I give me give me the eleven and a half to just be a fun close game. Probably uh, everyone is betting on the over ninety percent of the best ninety percent of the money over fifty seven points in that game. So 
likely a shootout. But that did the 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 over there seems too easy, seems too obvious. So I don't like it when it's it's that 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 way. Um, slightly sharp money on New Mexico State as well. So then we will move on to the ACC championship game. I'm going to fade Danny here against the grain and take Louisville plus one and a half. The line has dropped uh, from two and a half to one and a half. And that is also with more of the money on Louisville. So they are begging you to take Florida State here. And that is why I'm going to take Louisville. And then also Louisville, tough uh tough team tough team and i think they're going to give florida state a, a tough run and florida state has definitely been known to to run into some problems here down the stretch uh, against uh good opponents yeah uh, no no need to get deeper than that give me louisville and then my lock of the week georgia bama over 54 and a half I don't know what it is about 54 and a half, but it's just a number that I fucking love taking the over to. It's like we're going to get 30 out of each team and and you just know it's going to be a fun game to watch with with a lot of exciting play. Both teams have good offenses. The only thing that scares me is I think Bama might want to try and drag Georgia down and run the football quite a bit and and really get make this a um, a slugfest but i think it's undeniable that both teams do have firepower still with the deep ball and uh that that is is bowers bowers is out still he's he's not he's back he's been back a couple of weeks now playing he's he's 100 he's playing playing well lately so there you go be a good game definitely a great game to watch uh both teams are well georgia's 13th in red zone efficiency bama is 10th and both teams are top 10 in third down conversions. There you go. That's that's what you need to know. Uh, defensively, though, um, Alabama does have a better uh, defense statistically in, in sacks and red zone efficiency. But, um, yeah, so so we'll see. I, I Just give me the over. I'm kind of blindly taking it. It is also uh, everyone is taking the over right now in this part of the week uh the line the line did jump up to 56 much earlier in the week the 26th four days ago the line was at 56 and then it moved down to 55 and a half 55 54 and a half so and it stayed at 54 and a half so you know i i don't know technically technically by the book here the under is a sharper play, but uh, give me give me fun football. Give me a fun football Saturday. <laughs> you know, unofficially the over with New Mexico State Liberty, and but then the over here in the SEC championship game. So give me a lot of points here on Saturday. Definitely gonna be a good game. I wanted to, I wanted to take Bama plus five and a half, and I just got too scared to do it. Be a great game though. I uh, do like the New Mexico State pick. They got they got beat up pretty good by Liberty early this year um but they are new mexico state started off real slow had a loss to umass lost to hawaii they were sitting at two and three uh since then they've rattled off eight straight diego Mm -hmm. pavia fun player to watch best mexican football player mexican quarterback you'll you'll see he's fun to watch dual threat 
That'll that'll be a good game. Liberty boasts the weakest schedule in the nation. 133rd, them and Toledo are the bottom two in the nation. So that's Mm. why I kept both of them out of my rankings on uh, Danny's poll, which you can find on X. Get on there and argue. The arguments have died off lately. Have you guys just all accepted that I'm always correct? I don't know what's going on with that. Um, But, yeah, that CUSA championship is going to be sneaky good. Um, Like I said, Diego Pavia, fun player to watch. Love I don't watch them this season. We yeah, nailed that New Mexico State. We had them plus twenty six and a half versus Auburn. We nailed that pick on the on the X. Yeah, we did. And also speaking of nailing picks, Toledo, Toledo over win total, and they are one game away against Miami, Ohio, of winning the MAC, which we gave out at the beginning of the year 23rd in the nation Toledo Rockets so and uh Ohio's quarterback Blaine Gabbard's brother Brett Gabbard I think he's still hurt so big big for Toledo there um but yeah that it's isn't that crazy man it feels like we that was like a month ago that we gave out that Toledo pick and it's already freaking college football season's over it's sad 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 times it is sad for football crackheads. We also should should you know take a little bow here for our preseason sharpness. That was just it was minus one forty for over eight and a half wins for Toledo. Come on, come on, people! And then I'm kicking myself like you know I'm sitting there like well you know injuries blah 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 don't hammer it just t- you know take it steady. And this is how my brain works. Every bet I win, I'm like wow why didn't I put my put my mortgage on the the Toledo Rockets to go over eight and a half wins. And uh, here we are, though. Or I, maybe they were 10 wins, actually. I think they were 10 wins. So they could lose. No, they could. I was said they could lose like four. I was like, what? what's going on? They're not going to lose a game in the MAC all year. And they could lose like all their non-conference games. So I think it was I think it was eight and a half or nine. So Toledo Rockets, one one game away from hitting the double. The double for me and should get a pretty good bowl game here as well uh win or lose we'll see maybe maybe toledo can play penn state <laughs> doubt it yeah they, it'll be interesting to see who if tulane well if tulane loses then it'll be smu getting the new year six bid probably from the group of five uh i think the action network picked predicted penn state tulane as the Peach Bowl, um, which would be gross. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I don't know. It'll save us from getting embarrassed by, like, Oregon or something. I know. I think Oregon would be playing, like, Ohio State. It'll be tough. It'll be – that's the thing that's crazy with the committee, man. They are so inconsistent on everything. Ohio State virtually virtually eliminated, even though they basically, of the one loss – of the one loss – even though they can't play for the conference championship, they by far have the strongest resume. Be tough for you to, especially after watching that game. It's tough for anyone to convince me that Ohio State and Michigan aren't top four teams. So it sucks for Ohio State. It'll be interesting to see. Like I'm, I am excited for Penn State's bowl. I hope most people, most players, like don't opt out because obviously they were outclassed in both of those games. Uh, but with Iowa keeping winning, you know, and how bad we bullied them, I, I, I wish I, I, I want to know how good Penn State actually is. And so if we, you know, if we get a Oregon or a Texas or somebody in our bowl game, that'll be a good uh, 
estimate because obviously I think Ohio State and Michigan are both very good teams. So we're we're certainly not to to that level, but that might be the best. They might be the best two teams in the nation. So obviously they both bullied us a little bit. But one, I want to see how the Penn State fares with the rest of the uh, big dogs going into next year, where they uh, have no excuse to not not be a in a twelve team playoff next year. We should definitely maybe win a, a playoff game next year because we'll definitely be tenth again or whatever. We'll lose both of the big games, and uh, it'll just be a, a record spinning around. Well, I think that does it for us tonight. Enjoy championship Saturday. Enjoy a full NFL slate. Get some chores done. Get your Christmas shit in order. Cause starting starting next week, uh, well, I guess two weeks from now, bowl season starts. NFL's on a Saturday. Then it's already Christmas. And then it's already New Year's. So you, it's gonna be here before you know it. You really only have this weekend and next weekend to um, get your affairs in order for the holiday uh, season here. And stay warm. Think, you know, up north, Ohio, you guys got a, a little mini blizzard getting cold out everywhere. We had none in Akron. Like, we just got, like, a dusting. Like, nothing that even stuck. And then Youngstown, like, Cleveland, Cleveland got hammered, mm. which is weird. Like, uh... And then, like, you know, up more towards, like, Mentor and stuff. They got, like, 14 inches, I heard, in, like, Jefferson or something, which was wild. Because we got, like, you know, it's crazy how just such a short distance away, we got literally none. Yeah, that's Ohio to a T. (laughs) Well, stay warm. Stay fed. Stay healthy, America.